So I'm going to take you back to like a year and a half where I'm in the network marketing world at that point. Um, and I get a phone call from a friend and she says, so have you ever thought of being a VA? I'm really good at the behind the scene things. It comes naturally to me. And my answer was, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it is crazy sometimes Which is kind of fake. That's kind of funny right now to think, but go ahead. You are listening to episode 20 of Tried and True with Caroline. On today's show, I'm talking with Sophie Riley, who is the co-founder of the VIP Hub, as well as the host of the Create, Automate, and Scale podcast. On today's show, we talk lots about how she came to this spot of learning how to automate, as well as how she teaches others how to automate their business to help create more freedom and time in their everyday so I hope you enjoy the episode. This is Tried and True, a place to chat about how aligning your daily wellness routine, mindset, and self-care contribute to building meaningful businesses and relationships while curating an empowering and fulfilled life. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy, and learning to balance all of the things is another story, but totally worth it. Through these podcasts, my goal is to bring creative conversations to the table that empower, enlighten, and elevate your workspace wherever you are listening. If you are looking for a place that's going to support that big dream of yours, replace your doubt with, you gotta do this thing, know that progress is better than perfection, and momentum is magic, you're in the right place. And you know that thing you keep looking for that you believe is going to change everything? I've got news for you. If you're still looking for it, I have your answer. Go and look in the mirror. You are the answer. I believe that the messages we hear are never a coincidence. And when the student is ready, the teacher appears. By listening to these conversations with experts, thought leaders, and fellow entrepreneurs, and more, you are opening the channels of expansion and allowing new sources of inspiration to ripple across your brainwaves, reminding you to come home to your already amazing self. Learn from the past, be wildly curious in the now, and blaze a new trail to the future. If this sounds like your sort of conversation, I've got a seat reserved just for you. Welcome and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Caroline, and let's get this show started. Welcome, everyone. Today on Tried and True, I have a guest, and her name is Sophie Riley. She is the co-founder of the VIP Hub, and today we are talking about a summit that she is going to be hosting starting May 23rd. It's a five-day summit, and it is called the Freedom Summit. So... Welcome, Sophie. I'm so glad you're here, and I cannot wait to dive into the Freedom Summit because I'm interested to know. I know a little bit about it because of the speaker information, but I really want to know like the whole background and what you hope to, the message that you're trying to convey to people through this summit because... I am so, so, so excited to be here. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me into your space. No problem. So we can dive right in. The Freedom Summit is created, first of all, for the entrepreneur, the coaches, the course creators, 
people who have basically decided that they're not going to wait for all the amazing things to happen. They're Mm going to make them happen. And what everybody has been, you know, saying is that they are looking for some type of freedom. Now that can be money freedom, that can be time freedom. I mean, the word freedom means something completely different to two different people. But ultimately, we want to achieve our own version of freedom. And we are using this entrepreneur journey um, to get there. So I talked, I got the honest pleasure to talk to 100 people during a market research phase. And 93, 93 of them, which is incredible. That has never happened to me during a market research. 93 of them are looking for that freedom. Mm. So incredible. And that is how basically the Freedom Summit came to life. Mm. What was the, the most resounding answer to freedom that you found? What was like the most answered, whatever, answer to what people wanted as far as freedom? What did it mean to them? What it meant to them, I would say like in a majority, if I would uh, put it into my own word, right, is time, right? Mm -hmm. Money can buy us more time. It means that we don't have to work as hard, work as much. Time with our family, time with our kids, have the time to actually do the things that you love doing. Having money freedom can give you not only time, but it can give you the opportunity to hire someone to do the things you don't like to do, right? So I would say that what people are looking for is time, time to actually enjoy life. I think for me, it was was the bridge over over the 30s. I'm 37 right now, but I would say that I am seeing a big shift when people go into their 30s where you kind of stop and you're like, is this what life really is? Like, I feel like almost like a robot and I'm just going through the motion. Then it comes to a point where everybody's life, where you're like, there has to be more. There has to be Mm -hmm. more time to to each day. There has to be more time to do the things that, you know, we love to do. So time would, I'm feeling pretty confident. It's completely at the top of the list. (laughs) The Freedom Summit, what, what types of things can people look forward to to hearing about within the summit is it basically just about helping people create more time in their day through different modalities of you know whether it's mind body connection if it's technology if it's you know things to do with how you can I don't know strategize and in creating a better planned household running whether you have a family or not what can people expect as far as material wise within the summit? That's an awesome question. Absolutely love it. We th- we can expect so much. It's going to be an incredible experience. We can expect expert, you know, touching on, first of all, you need to be able to know what freedom means to you. Okay. We are two different people. Our freedom is going to look completely different. You need to be able to define that for yourself because you can't achieve something that you don't even know, you know, what, what it looks like. So we have a lot of mindset. We have a lot of, you know, the mind body connection work, but we, we want to make sure 
that you're able to achieve those goals without having all those blocks in your brain, all of the procrastination blocks, the self-talk, that is at the base of any successful entrepreneur journey, really, right? I would not be here today without having had a mindset coach. And that's being completely honest. And if you know anything about me, I'm like anti-mindset, okay? I don't like talking about my feelings. I love taking action. But if I'm completely honest here, um, we're going to break down the mindset. But I'm not going to be here and say, okay, listen, you have to change your mindset. We're actually going to break down what does that mean? What actions you need to take? Because as somebody who's been told for years dude, that I just needed to change my mindset, it became really triggering it's very triggering it's it's furiating what does that mean so I want to make sure that we have all of these amazing experts who not only are going to tell you you know what to do but also how to do it and then we're going to go into everything on the entrepreneur journey we want to make sure that your systems are in place that you're being productive because productivity and automation come really really They're really, really like besties hand in hand um, in creating a lot of time freedoms. I save hundreds of hours a month because of the automation that I've put into my business. Automation and productivity, what that does, it creates the mental freedom to literally do anything else think about anything else and that is that is freeing alone and then we'll also have a lot of business tips sales tips you know to make sure that you have everything that you need in order to build the business on your own terms so this is not a one size fit all this is an event that's built so that you can build the path in the interviews that mm-hmm. suits you the best for you and your business and the life that you want to create. And it's nice that it's, it's well-rounded in that respect, because I think society has a way of one, just pre-programming a specific platform to say, okay, this is the way that we do it. And then there's another part of the programming that just says, you know, like you were saying, you need to change your mindset. And there's so much more that goes in that that's that uh, that's at play when you tell someone to just change their mindset or stop procrastinating and do the thing. Or like you said, your systems, automating systems. I mean, I'm seeing that now in my own business, how we were talking about earlier, how I really need to put more systems in my business to simplify because you're sitting there. And as much as I feel like I am organized, you still have that bottom line kind of stress running through your brain when you have all of these things that need to be done and you know, they have to be done, but you're like, did I finish that? And then you have checklists after checklists after checklists. And did I remember to email that person back? And did I get this person's information? And did this person send me their information? Did they look, it could go on and on, but it's, it's really simplifying your life to where you're able to enjoy the entrepreneurial journey that you were on because it's not, we, we didn't sign up for this to trade off leaving X job to then come to this job and spend even quadruple the amount of hours. Now we're really like frustrated and 
doing the thing that now we have to do this. It's not like we can leave it behind. This is our bread and butter. So it's, it's really teaching the people that are kind of up and coming to some of the things like some of the, the key foundational things to save them time. Exactly. There's something um, that I run my business model and then that is the five one method. So in case you've never heard of it, that is the one target market, Mm -hmm. the one problem solve, right? You have a one conversion tool and you have one tool to bring new leads in. And that is for one year. What I'm hoping, and I, I would like to add like an extra one maybe, and that is you need a coach or you need to be able to coach yourself and know how to coach yourself um, is really, really important in the process. But if after the event, everyone can have an idea of their five one, imagine having a process and knowing that process and knowing that you're going to do this for one year and knowing that it's going to work, it's going to have a compound effect. And it's not, it's not about the new trend. It's not about the new, new kid on the block. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we are going to go over all of your options. And then you're in the driver's seat. You get to decide how you're going to run your business not tomorrow, not the next day, but for the next year. Because one of the problem in, in what we do is there's so many things that you can do. The, the answer is there's not, there's not one right answer. There's just one right for you. Mm-hmm. But we just jump from one tactic to another tactic to another tactic. And we become overwhelmed. And basically... We're right where we started the year before because we haven't really followed a process. So I'm Mm -hmm. hoping to basically put so many new tools in your toolbox, in your entrepreneurial toolbox, that you know exactly where you're going in the next year, that you have Mm -hmm. a plan in place and you have the tools to action that plan. Mm -hmm. And also learn how you best run your ship because just because Sally over here runs it this way doesn't necessarily mean that you can do the same thing. I mean, you have the option to do the same thing, but I think just being more realistic and individualistic with your own likes and dislikes of doing certain things. Like if you don't like to be on TikTok doing five, 10 videos a day, but that's what all the rage is. When you show up, I don't know that you're going to look as authentic as you could if you were really buying into it, right? And people are going to see through that and they're just, it's not going to come over, you know, like as enticing, like like just as energetically, you're just not going to be there in your most authentic self. So I think we have to really learn how to be true to ourselves. And when the truth, when we are being true to us, that conveys across the airwaves and the screen. Yeah, like you wouldn't believe. Imagine if you're doing something and every single day it drains you. You're not 
you're not going to enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. You're not going to show up with a passion that you were meant to have. But if every single day you're loving the process, and I'm not saying that you're never going to be uncomfortable because that couldn't be furthest from the truth. But if every single day you're loving your clients, you're loving the process, and you're loving what you do, just the way that you show up in the world, in the entrepreneur world, it's going to be completely different. And you're going to attract the people that you're meant to attract and that was meant to work with you. Now, in, in all of the summits that you have done, what have you seen, where have you seen the biggest shift in when they first started as to how they're being run now? Where do you see the, the big changes? That is a good question. Okay, so I've seen summits done so many different ways. Mm. Okay, from a business owner, from a perspective of the person running the event, to the people that are joining the event. So you see I've seen both sides and it's been it's been an incredible experience. So from a person that hosts the event, a summit collaboration is probably one of your key element to growing a business in the online space in 2022. Now, those summits and collaboration don't have to be a big thing. Collaborating in 2022 is a beautiful way to grow your business and to borrow other people's audience, right? And it's the collaborative that I, I don't know that that's the word. The collaboration yeah. that happened yeah. is, is life-changing. Honestly, as the person who collaborates a lot, I learn from so many people in the online space um, and I'm loving the process. But I have seen people, entrepreneurs, jumping too quickly into a summit and being completely burnt out at the end. Yeah. Right. So that's an example of what to do and what not to do in your own business. And from a perspective of people, you know, jumping in and watching the summit, it has been it has been incredible because you get to make those new connections that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. Um, So I know that people are learning tons and tons. I mean, we're not here to, you know, hold anything back during those interviews. So people are learning an insane amount, um, which is honestly just amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the shifts and changes are there from, you know, the amounts of how people are running them as opposed to, you know, are you the business owner that's hiring someone to run your summit for you and you're just showing up with content to the person who's obviously just participating in the summit. Now, would you say that the summit, the, the summit industry, do you think that it's oversaturated right now? Or do you think that people are still willing now that COVID is starting to maybe die down? I don't want to jinx it, but it's, it's changing a little bit to where people are doing more in-person conferencing. Do you think that the trend will still stay as far as people wanting to do online summits? Or do you think that that's going to phase itself out? That's an awesome question. I don't, I think that they're here to stay because there's so many ways that you can enjoy and learn from that content. I, um, there are certain months though in the year 
where holding a summit works better. So if you were to hold a summit in um, June, July, August, even maybe September, you'll see a decline in the amount of people that register. But it's normal. It's summer break. So if you were to offer um, an event where it's two weeks long, where you get certain interview every day, that's too long. That's too long an event for the summer. That's too long of an event post-COVID, right? People want to, they want to learn, obviously, but... It's not the right content. It's not the right platforms for those months. But in the winter months, um, collaboration and summits still work really, really, really well. And you also have to take in consideration your audience. Mm-hmm. Does your audience love audio? Does your audience love video? Does your audience love more of a written content? So that's really, really, really important to know before you go out there and throw this collaborative event to make sure that you're serving your clients in the best way possible. So essentially, like, let's say you are, you're putting together a, a summit for parents who have school age, I'm going to say elementary school age kids on projects that you can do with your kids over the summer. You would want to run that summit prior to school being out. I mean, I guess you could do one in the middle of the summer, like as a, hey, you know, like a stay at home kids camp or something like that. But I see where you would have to be strategic with some of your, with some of your ideas and also the people who you are trying to target because most of the time for summer, people are wanting to do things outside of their home and not be tied to a screen. But I guess if it's audio, it won't really matter. They can listen to it wherever. Exactly. If your audience, if their time to learn is on the drive to work while they're folding the laundry or maybe um, one earphone while they're taking a walk with the kids, um, you know, hosting a summit with tons of video content may not serve Mm. your audience the best. Um, So it's really, really important that you um, don't use your magic crystal ball or the one you think you have, but it's really important that you actually ask the question during your market research. So you know exactly how you can serve your audience in the best way possible. And that's the key to having, you know, a beautiful event. It's a key to having, uh, an event that is going to be really successful. When you started planning your summits, did you, go to someone's summit, like, I don't know, however many a year ago or something and say, Oh my gosh, this was such an amazing event. I want to do this myself. Or was it because you went to something and it was like horrible. You know how sometimes we experience things that are so bad and we're like, Oh man, I could do this so much better. And I will really just, (laughs) so was it either, or you just have a passion to do a summit? Okay. So that is, that's an awesome question. So I'm going to take you back to like a year and a half where I'm in the network marketing world at that point. Um, and I get a phone call from a friend and she says, so have you ever thought of being a VA? I'm really good at the behind the scene things. It comes naturally to me. And my answer was, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it is crazy. Sometimes Which is kind of fake. That's kind of funny right now to think, but go ahead. Yes. So I said, I listen, I don't know what that is. And she's like, I need somebody to help me behind the scene. 
So, you know, we create like an understanding. Okay. So I jumped in um, because I don't have this really amazing abilities. It's a work in progress to say no. So I jumped in a gift from the universe. We'll just call it that. And I jumped in to help her with a summit. Mm. I had no idea what that was. That was my first one. Fast forward to now, I was, um, I created from that point, a six-figure business helping people create summit. Now, I am someone who can see the whole picture, and I didn't like the system that they were using. I was like, you can just be better. It does not have to be that bad, but also it was the wrong people doing summits. And it's not that they can't do summits, but at this point of their entrepreneur journey, it was not the right fit, right? Mm -hmm. If you've never had a Facebook group, if you've never had an email list, if you've never had a funnel, jumping into a summit where I tell you, okay, you need to go and invite 100 people and lock in, let's say 30, 20 to 30 people's interview Now, the things that go into the background, you know, there's the copy of the email, you need to write emails to the speakers, you need to write emails for the people that register, you need to create the awesome funnel to allow them to register, and to be able to to showcase all of your speakers. It is a very big process, the video editing, the graphic creation, It is really, really big. And what I found, even though I love doing Summit, and even though I did 95% of the work, is that they still ended up sort of like in a burnout because it is too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. There was too much going on all at the same time. Right. which is, which is where I did the switch. Now I help people, you know, automate their business because I, if I can automate hundreds, hundreds of hours into my business, if I can own my own platform, create courses, create content, if I can host a collaboration of this magnitude almost monthly, and I'm a solopreneur, I am not even kidding, and I can do it all. And I can do it all in three to four hours a day or less, depending on what type of event that I'm running. So obviously the Freedom Summit is pre-recorded, but if I was to have a live event, right. well, that, that is not as time consuming. Um, right. So the automation is saving <laughs> my sanity, right? Um, so yeah, so I did, I did a huge pivot um, the day that I got COVID and I was in the behind the scene of seven summits plus my own. Because I was not feeling, I know, right? I was not feeling in control at that time of my own time. Mm -hmm. And that was a big day for me because I felt like I couldn't take a time off. But when you're working with clients and when is their first summit, they have a lot of questions and things are not done in the time that you think they will. Even if you plan on your first event, it's going to take longer. It just is. Right. right. So there's a lot of last minute things. Right. If you don't do your interview, I can't edit an interview. Right. So even though I can sort of work miracles on any event, when I got sick, I 
It was not a good feeling. It was not a good feeling to not be in charge of my own time. Um, so that's when I switched and I sort of became obsessed with this idea of passive income. Um, and I think that passive income is a huge key to getting entrepreneurs, coaches, course creators, that freedom that they're looking for. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. So you pivoted and then is this when you ended up starting the VIP hub? Yes. Yes, that is correct. So the VIP hub is an all-in-one marketing tool, which I am slightly obsessed over. So the reason why it works so well is because your website, your funnel, your email marketing, your calendar, your forms, your surveys, everything is into one. And this is how I can automate so much. A customer journey, um, nurture sequence, promotion sequence, but I can also automate the process of inviting speakers, something that would take you 20 hours. And I'm not even kidding. Imagine sitting in front of your computer and looking for a hundred speakers and getting 20. That's the reality of, you know, hosting an event. I am very straight to the point, no bullshit. So just to be really, really honest, you're going to email a hundred and you're going to get 20. Okay, so imagine having to email those hundred um, up to four times. The reality is that it takes at least at least two emails for someone to answer you because life gets busy because, you know, things happen and adult ADHD is totally real. But the reality is if you email those hundred just once. Um, you may have five book, right? So the magic is in the follow-up. We know that. So that process alone, if you can just think about that for a second as to how long that would take you. Now I'm going to ask you to personalize those invitation because that's how you're successfully going to book your speakers. Because if somebody is always getting asked to talk on summits, you need to stand out. So I was able even with the personalized emails, able to automate this entire process. So that alone saves hours, like at least 20, at least 20. So, um, so yes, I became really, really, really passionate. Let's call not obsession, maybe passionate um, about this system. So um, it makes me really, really happy and very proud. And so how do you see this panning out for your business as far as are you teaching people like are you offering courses on how people can implement these systems into their business or like as in I guess like as in like tutorials or is there like a beginner's VIP hub mini course that says okay this is what a nurture sequence is this is what a funnel is this is what a kind of like the ABCs of marketing if you will what is copy? Yeah. What is a okay, so order bump? I know, right? Yes. We have a training in place, which first teaches you just the little things. So if you're like, okay, I don't know how to do this one thing. We have a repertoire of 212 videos, very small. So th those are the specific video on how to do this little thing. You know, when you're creating a web page or creating a funnel and you're just stuck. Um, so we have this repertoire where you can go directly into the website and see what videos 
that we have created for you. Mm -hmm. I'm also in the process of creating everything from A to Z where we can step-by-step together, create a funnel. I don't know about you, but I love, I love a visual, but Mm -hmm. I also love a whole project. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something really, really special from being able to do it at the same time as me, step-by-step. Mm-hmm. the entire thing so you're not right. missing out right. you didn't miss something and spent hours trying to figure it out um so in, we're in the process of building every single thing that you could do into the vip hub um, most of my clients also do summits so i have templates and sort of the bones if you want that's already built for you um because I love my collaboration, of course, but I think it's an awesome visual because if you can see what I can do with a summit, you can start to think, say, okay, well, this is what I'm doing in my business. What can I automate? So we wanted to really create, and I say we, it's my husband and I, we wanted to create a space where you don't have to sit and wonder what to do with your technology for hours. Okay. Mm. So we have a Facebook group where you can ask questions, We have office hours where I'm just on Zoom, having a coffee, pre-workout, whatnot. And if you have any question, you just hop on and we create things together. Because what might take you two hours is going to take me five minutes. And I think that's really, really powerful that I can just provide that to everybody within our platform. Mm -hmm. And we, of course, have little 20 minutes here and there that goes round robin. So if you have a launch... And you're like, hey, self, I just want to make sure that I optimize the system like the best that I can. Because mm-hmm. chances are I'm going to have a whole lot of ideas for you to maybe think about for your launch. So we just hop. You take me through your system. Um, and I give you ideas on how you can save more time or how you can do more for your launch and for what would work with you and your business. Wow. So you're like, the system is very godmother. Pretty much. <laughs> this is where I thrive. <laughs> That's cool. Because, you know, I think that as entrepreneurs, we naturally have all of these ideas and we all think that the ideas are like brilliant until they're not or until they just become it it just becomes too overwhelming. And then at that point, you're just you're so bogged down with how am I going to even get this off of the floor because you just don't know how to do the thing. And there's one quote that I really love you you need you listen you need a goal you need that big goal and I freaking love this. You need to be okay with the work that it takes to make that goal a reality what I'm really good at is showing you the step-by-step on exactly how you need to do that so you mm-hmm. can decide for yourself this is for me or oh my gosh I need to find something else, right? So I can right. put your really, really big vision and I can say, Carolyn, this is going to take you this amount of time and this is what you need to do. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's what we need more of. I think we need more of people who are willing to do that instead of just regurgitating information at you and then just expecting you to do it. That's great. And I'm sure that some people do work that way. But I think in today's age where there is so much information, it's like overload that it really it's refreshing to know that there is something that is that straightforward and willing to help people, you know, 
it's not that everybody wants to do everything DIY, because I think at some point it, it makes sense to, to, you know, farm out things that you really don't have to be doing. But for somebody who doesn't feel comfortable doing that yet, you have to really know the intrinsics of your own business and your own copy and your own way of how you want things worded before you can go hire a copywriter, because you're not going to see the difference in what they're writing for you and the message that you want to convey. So you have to have that intrinsically first, then you can say, okay, this person over here maybe can take over my copywriting for now, but it's teaching you to get to that point. I think that is critical. I think that there's this really big misconception right now with the online space. A lot of people think that they can just hire people and they'll be successful. Mm. But that's not how it works, right? You can run. I could run all the summits in the world for you. If you don't have a sales process and you're not comfortable with selling, you're still not going to be successful. You're still not going to make money. You're going to have a beautiful email list. You're going to have an awesome audience. But hiring someone is not what makes you successful. But if you can find that success into your own system, if you have that success and then you hire out, that is when you're actually scaling your business. That is scaling because you can do more of the things you're really, really good at and fire off the system that's already working Mm -hmm. to someone else. Right. For certain things, right? Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, if, if you have all of these, you know, people that you have acquired on your list and you uh, you've presented to, but then they come to you and they say, Oh, well, we want to work with you now. And you're like, Oh, but wait, I don't know. What am I going to, what am I supposed to do with them? That's really not a great place to be in. So I guess as much as we want to put ourselves out there, you also have to have something that's going to back you up. And you know, when people say to me, oh, well, should I go and do like a podcast tour? I'm like, well, sure, go get yourself signed up on all the podcasts you want. But when people start coming to you, because you've talked about your business, and you're talking about what you do, you've got to have something on the back end for them, that they can work with you or else you're literally just a talking head, like, unless you're promoting a book, or you're promoting something like what, and sharing your story, I get it. But what do you have on the back that you can help fulfill people with? Yes. If you're just creating content and there's no call to action, there's nothing that your audience can opt in. So we're saying you're going to put your name and your email address. You're going to come onto my email list and it will give you something in return, whether you just want to be on my email list, which would be awesome, or you want to get a free gift. If you're not doing that, you are just, entertaining people with your content Mm -hmm. you're not growing a business necessarily right and that's two different things yeah Mm -hmm. and it's that's a whole part of just I guess learning the entrepreneurial game is that there's just so much like there's just so much to talk about I mean really there's from you know nurturing your your content and nurturing your people to you know, once you have your people, like when you acquire the people from your summit, right? When you're doing this summit, 
after the fact, like maybe just help people understand, like after you acquire, let's say you acquire 700 people from this summit, they're on your list now. You're now going to be nurturing them for your services, correct? Like you have something to fall back on because now you want to help nurture them if they are in that space to be part of the VIP hub, to be part of automating their services, learning how to be, you know, learning how to create more passive income and so forth, right? So that's your goal. Exactly. So we have, we have already done and it's already automated, right? To start right after the event when they're nice and hot. So I'm not going to be like, it's not going to be the 27th of May and I'm not going to be sitting here wondering how, what am I going to launch? What am I going to talk about? You know, I have a sequence already done, already written, already tried um, that goes after, but I also have a way to nurture the people that are not ready because that is okay. I have the podcast, I have a YouTube, you know, um, content. And I have a weekly email that goes out that literally will just give you tips on, on your business, whether that's mindset, creating content, automating your business, or helping you to scale your business. So I'm going to nurture them until they're ready. I can't even tell you how many times I've been on a, like I've been on this, um, this one coach list for a year. And out of the blue, I decided this is what this was my time and I needed to learn what she had to offer. I was on her email list for a year. Um, so I love prom- providing tons of free content because I obviously have a lot of things to talk about. And there's a lot of things I can teach, but mm-hmm. I've decided that this year, you know, my one thing is the VIP hub is helping you, you know, automate your business and all of that good stuff. But I still have lots of things to talk about. So I'm always looking forward to all the new people on my email list so I can teach them all sorts of things. And when they're ready, Mm -hmm. I'll be there. Yeah. And that's another key thing is that people are not always going to jump on that particular bandwagon that you are just rallying for all of the time because they just may not be ready mentally and just in their business to be able to do the thing. So it's great that you recognize that. And I, I think that as people are up and coming in the industry, I think it's a good thing to just be aware of and not feel bad about it. Like if I'm not, if I'm not ready to, if somebody wants to start a podcast and I go through the, you know, the, the ins and outs of it, and they're just looking like deer in the headlights. And I'm like, well, Maybe what you should do instead of starting and taking on all of this right now, maybe you should just be in the planning phase. Maybe you should figure out who your target market is, things that you would be talking about. Are you comfortable speaking into your microphone and hearing yourself talk? Like those are little things that actually end up being very big things because it holds people back. So it's just giving people that space and ownership of if this is not right for me at this time it's okay. But there's other things that I can do to help prepare me better for when I am ready for it. And that's yeah, the gap. Exactly. exactly. Listen, if you, even if you had something that I just want, that I just need, but you tell me, okay, so I'm launching, let's say you're a two week period of launching. 
and it's 9.97, something like that. It's not something that I would jump in right away, but I'll be, I'll be watching you. I'll be watching you. If I'm interested, I'll probably sign up on the last day. <laughs> I am that person. I will probably sign up on the last day, but I'm still like every time I'll get it, like an email, I will read it and I just need time to process it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but even like, even for something like that, for my system, if I was on your side, I would still need time to process it. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I need time to process it, well, I can absolutely, you know, acknowledge that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, everybody needs time and it's okay. It's going to, at one point or another, it's either going to be the right time or it's not. And that's okay. Right. And it's just really at the end of the day, we're here to, I don't know, the way I look at it is I'm here to provide knowledge and my experiences and hopefully lessons learned that I can maybe help somebody help someone save time in whatever they're doing or, or bring them closer to their journey a little bit faster than how I got there. If no one ever bought from me, well, not no one, cause I would love to make money, but if I'm not looking for everyone to purchase something from me, because some people it's just not going to be the right fit. They're there to learn something, whatever it may be. But if they don't purchase something, it's not the end of the world because the right person will come around that actually needs what you are offering. That takes a specific mindset to be in because you're not, you're not performing from a place of scarcity. You're performing from a place of giving, like you're just, you're there to give information and to be of service instead of the scarcity mindset of, oh my gosh, if this person, you know, I have 200 people on my list and if all 199 don't buy from me, I'm going to freak out. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We have to detach ourselves from certain outcome. Right. 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 So there's, there's two ways. First, you, okay. First, you just have to let it go. There are so many good things that can happen in a launch, whether that's new customers or lesson learned, of course, but you also, again, if you have a big goal in mind, you have to be okay with the work that it takes to make sure that you hit that goal, right? If I wanted to have a million dollar year, I would have to make sure that all of my systems are in place. I'm doing exactly what I need to do to make sure that this happened. So a little bit of math, just to put this in perspective, and I'm going to take the one-on-one coaching. So if you wanted, if you wanted to sign up five one-on-one coaching this month, you would need Typically, one-on-one coaching is sold through sales calls because it's a higher touch point. It's typically a little bit more expensive, but you need to also see if the relationship between the two is working, is favorable for both parties. So typically, you would do that through sales calls. With a high touch point, you need to multiply your number by 10. So if I told you to ensure not to maybe to ensure that you sign up your five clients you need to get onto 50 sales calls how does that make you feel overwhelmed exactly so people are not always upfront with the work that it takes and then we have this false belief that you know we failed 
but maybe we were just not prepared. Maybe we, we didn't prepare in the right way to get to that goal. So um, I always look at, you know, the big picture. If you have a funnel and you're selling with no high touch points, meaning not with any sales calls, there could be a bit of few chats and answer questions into the DMs. But if you have a funnel and you want to know how many people are purchased or if you want those five clients or let's say 10 for for easy math purposes right so let's say you want 10 clients you need to multiply by 30 Mm. so i need and these numbers are overwhelming these numbers is what you would use if you want to make sure you're successful if you want to make sure you're going to crush your goal so if i want 10 clients i need 300 to go through that funnel. I don't know that people understand the expectation or they're ever told how Mm -hmm. to actually get to their goal. Right. And I think this is where it really starts to get um, a little bit crazy with, you know, some people that are saying, you know, they just push people into running Facebook ads and running, you know, boosting their Instagram posts and all the things, you know, if somebody one, again, if they're not able to back up their, their, their business or their whatever ad that they're putting out, and if it's not really successful, you can still, you could spend, I don't know, however much money you want to spend on it. But if it's not registering in the right people's hands, you're wasting a lot of money. And it's not just about the exposure of the ad. You want to be exposed to the right people. If we're sending um, surfing uh, lessons to a people that all the demographics are, they live in, in super cold climate and none of them even care to surf. Like we're marketing to the wrong people. We need to be marketing ski information to those people in the cold climates, right? Not to say that they wouldn't want to go surfing. They might, but you, you have to really be careful with how you're really putting yourself out there and, and where you're putting your spend and what is actually going to benefit you the most. Like I know when we talked earlier, you were talking about word of mouth. Really, I like word of mouth. I know people like to spend money for ads and whatever, but there's just like you said, something about when people are talking about you firsthand to another person, and you're not really asking them to do that. They're just, oh my gosh, I went to this restaurant the other night. You've got to go. It's right around the corner from where you live. You've got to try their what soup or whatever it is they're going to go. Yep. Right. I over 65% of my clients have been referred to me. So obviously I have an epic referral system, but I truly, and it, it can only be referred if you are one of my VIP hub crew. I really, really believe that referral is very, very powerful. Um, as a virtual assistant, I build a six figure business and I never, never, ever looked for a client they all came to me which is going to be why I am so seriously excited for our interview because I know we're going to touch on human design but we talked about my human design and the first thing I ever learned about human design was that I'm a projector and I need to be asked in order to provide you know I need to be asked and that was even though I was really really mad to learn this it was huge because where when I was exactly where I needed to be, 
I was referred by clients every single week. I could mm -hmm. book a $4,000 package every single week by referrals only. Mm. And there was not even an incentive to refer people, right? To me when I was a virtual assistant. Um, so referrals and word of mouth is, it's incredible. Right. Yeah. And you also have to, you know, when people start talking about that money thing, it, it goes back to what is it that you really, really want for you, your business, your family, your life, et cetera. Because if you want the $30 million company, you're going to have to like a different version of you is going to have to show up to be that $30 million company. And it may not be the version of you that you find all of the freedom in. Now, there are some people that say my $30 million company runs like a two hour a week company and good for them. I'm glad that they figured it out. But I think that's Goodness. another underestimated part of this entrepreneurial journey of people wanting all of the money. But then when you sit back and you think about, okay, how am I going to do this? Am I going to have to do a thousand coaching calls to make $10 million? Because that's going to burn you to the ground. Like that's going to burn out like no tomorrow. We have to really be strategic with how we are moving forward in our businesses. And I think you setting up, you know, the systems and teaching people how to be efficient like you have. I mean, if you're the, it, it's worked for you, it can work for other people. That's the way I always look at it. If somebody can do it, then it can be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it always comes down to what are your goals, right? And what are you willing to do? A lot of my clients are, you know, they were one-on-one -on -one coaches, but wanted to do nothing of the rest. But the, the reality is when you're just starting, it is not something that is doable. You can't outsource your copy. You can't outsource all of your content because right. you yourself have not created that unique content that is yours, right? You're just trying to be someone else. So by experience, if you're there, it does not work, <laughs> but you're so, so right. Yes. So it's really important that you ask your question, yourself the question of what is your goal? Mm -hmm. What do I have to do to get to that goal? Be really, really honest and realist, realistic with how you're going to get there. If you want to make a million dollars this year, and you just starting coaching and you're going to jump into one-on-one -on -one coaching, chances are that that's not a realistic goal. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's, that is key in really when people first start out is that figuring out what success really means to them. And that of course goes into the mindset and all of the other things that the summit is going to help to provide. So what would be, cause I know we're getting to, close to our hour here. What do you think mindset wise for you has really been critical in helping you master shift change and create the business that you have now? What was the something I don't know, small that you can think of. If small, okay. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you can say small, but it's also the key that I've now been able to coach myself. Um, though I just want to say I love a mastermind. I love talking with other people. I love having coaches in my life. 
But the reason why I can now coach myself is because I was taught something just basic and I don't know why I didn't know this before. But everything starts with the thought. Mm -hmm. The thought, you know, it. so what is it? It's uh, So it starts with a thought that then brings on a feeling, right? So the thought maybe that you didn't even think about could be like, I don't know how to do this. I'm not capable. Those self-sabotaging thoughts brings in that feeling, mm-hmm. that feeling you know, of defeat, that feeling of maybe procrastination. No, that would be the action, but that feeling that comes. Right, right, right. The thought then brings on the action. Right. So now I'm procrastinating. I'm scrolling on Facebook. And then that action brings on the result. And then you're in this vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So the day that I figured that out, honestly, was mind blowing. And then I can stop. So if I'm procrastinating, I have to go back and I'm like, okay, why? Why am I procrastinating? Often it's because I don't know how to complete a certain task um, in that I become overwhelmed. So that has been completely life changing to know that everything starts with our thoughts. Mm. That is so true. That is really, really true. And if we're not careful, we can, we, they can run away. The, the thoughts can put us on the runaway train and yeah, and it's, it's no good. So it's really being able to identify that and not getting sucked into that thought runaway train completely. Yeah. It's to get out. It's to move away from the automation that are actually not serving you. Right. right so right. The, the brain is a definitely a funny organ. So it's definitely figuring out and getting those automation to life, like to bring. So it's really to be honest with myself and okay, did I actually work towards that goal or did I procrastinate? Did I mm. do the things that I was supposed to do? And it's to have a really, really honest conversation with myself. And right. sometimes I have to talk it out loud to my husband or a friend or a coach, honestly. Um, so I, I'm not going to pretend like I can coach myself every right. single time. I can right. like 90%. Um, but sometimes, you know, I'll text a friend and she's like, did you did you change your goal because you wanted to change your goal or did you convince yourself that that was the best thing? Right. So change your mind, not your goal. Mm. So I'm not going to say that I can coach myself a hundred percent of the time because it's not true. It's not, it's not the fact, but I can go 90% of the way now that I've learned, um, you know, how to take a pause, figure out what's going on and be really, really honest with myself. Yeah, that's true goes back to you, goes back to the self, goes back to your thoughts, goes back to what your progress and what your goals want to be and all the things. And it's just constantly checking in with, am I on the right path? Am I focused? Am I doing the thing that I set out to do? So yeah, one of the questions that I ask myself all the time, it's not really a question, but you have to take responsibility for where you are. Mm-hmm. If you are launching and it didn't do what you expected it to do or what your goals were, you have to take responsibility for that launch, for how it went. It's been really magical for me to just take responsibility and to say what is in my control and what can I do better next time? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because it's not, it's, we, we, we all, I think sometimes we want to just say, well, it didn't go well because, you know, this person or these speakers didn't show up or this happened or the technology was bad or this, whatever. And we start looking at all the things and instead we're just like, okay, this is what happened. Some things are not going to be in our control. And what, what did I have control over and what can I do better to maybe help prepare for if a speaker doesn't show up, maybe I had another one in the wing waiting. I don't know. Maybe I prepare for that next time because there's a good chance that whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like learning from your mistakes, it's fine to make them, but learn from them so that the next time around, you're not making that same mistake. You can make a new mistake, but don't make the same one you made before. Yes. By experience, just blaming everything else and the algorithm and everything under the sun and blaming everything else but me has never brought anything good. But when I can have an honest conversation with myself and say, I'm going to take responsibility for where I am today. Um, I always do better the next time. Right. Helps me. So where can people find you? Oh, yes. So I have a podcast, Create, Automate and Scale. You can also find me on Instagram at Sophie underscore C underscore Riley or my website, SophieRiley.ca. Okay. Do you have any parting words? You want to tell people something we didn't talk about that's quick and easy? Is there anything specific that you want people to know right now? Um, Well, obviously come and register to the summit, sophieriley.ca slash freedom. But what I really want to say, stop doing things on your own. If you don't know how to do something, ask. Right. There's nothing wrong in asking. Um, I think that it's a really, really beautiful thing when we can just go and ask the question so that you can move on. But also, if you're also having like me, all those mental blocks to have somebody to talk to and say things out loud. Um, you can hear all your excuses when you say them out loud. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Um, yes. That's really, really helpful. So stop doing things all alone and on your own. Well, thank you so much, Sophie. It's been such a great conversation. We've learned a lot today. And I think that anyone who listens will learn a lot today about possibly doing their own summit or wanting to partake in someone else's summit. Nonetheless, lots of wisdom and great conversation. So thank you so much for taking your time. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. I appreciate it. And I really look forward to being part of the Freedom Summit. So thank you. I am too. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate and value your time. If you think that someone else could use a listen to this information, please do me a favor and share. And if you want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please hit that subscribe button. I hope you have an amazing day and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Remember, direction is everything and nothing changes if nothing changes. See you next week, friends.